Greg, Maya, and Betty are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They're just a bunch of nerds who enjoy talking about movies, shows, and current events. So sit back, grab a coffee, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of All Queued Up. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of All Queued Up. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, uh, what we normally do here is we talk about or review shows on streaming services. Uh, but today, we're just going to shoot the shit, have a really casual, mild stream, um, or what I'm going to call the ADD podcast, because I don't know where the conversation is going to go, but it's going to go. Uh, I'm your host, Greg Dietz, and with me always is Maya Don Fisher and Betty Badger. How have you two been? I've uh, been good. Hopefully my computer makes it through this episode. So uh, how about you, Maya? Uh, I'm pretty good. Uh, speaking of PCs, I actually had to tear my PC down uh, yesterday and do some maintenance on it. Um, it started overheating the other day, and I took my CPU or I, I took the cooling fan and the heat sink off of the top of my CPU and basically the thermal paste had, it needed to be cleaned off and reapplied and then the fan and the heat sink cleaned off and everything. So I took about an hour to do that yesterday and now it's running at nominal, optimal, nice, cool temperatures. Cool. And everything running much better than it was the past couple of days. It was pretty janky. Other than that, I've just been really busy doing a lot of uh, playing Red Dead Online and uh, reading up on D&D stuff. How about you, Greg? Uh, a lot of a lot of uh, reading Invincible. I actually finished it. Um, my days would literally be like, and I, I wish I was joking, uh, I would wake up in the morning uh, um drink some, some coffee, eat some oatmeal. Uh, and then about an hour after waking up, so I'd watch it like a you know stream or something or watch a YouTube video. Um, and, uh, oh, pardon me, um, go to the gym, go on the treadmill, watch an episode of an anime called Jujutsu Kaisen, which that anime will change depending on, you know, when I'm done with one or whatever. Uh, then uh, do a few... Uh, Shoulder muscle workouts, you know, butterfly, the press, you know, whatever. And then uh, go. Yeah, that machine where you just do this, it's like a shake away sort of thing. Uh, and then, uh, you know, come home, take a shower, and I'd have about an hour before I had to go to work. And then, you know, I just, you know, go to work. When I would come home between the two shifts that we have, I would just read more Invincible. And uh, and then when I'd come home at night, it was either play games with some friends or read more Invincible, one of the two. And uh, um, it took me about two weeks to finish it all, but that's also because there was fucking 15 years of comics to read, so it took me a while. That's a lot. But, yeah, if that's why you two didn't hear from me much the past <laughs> like week and a half. Yeah, you were very quiet. <laughs> Yeah, it's because I've just been doing that. That was literally every day, unless it was a Wednesday. Um, uh, there's also, like, some other stuff going on at the house that is really frustrating <laughs> that I won't get into. But um, my mom's doing better, by the way, when it comes That's to... That's good. 
Yeah, she's yeah. That's that's good to hear. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, we uh, for Mother's Day we got her a. Uh, I hate surprises. I don't know if I've told you guys this, but I fucking hate surprises. Why do I hate surprises? Not because I don't think surprises can't be fun, because I hate keeping secrets. I fucking hate it. So, uh, uh, a few. I want to say back in the, the end of, of March, uh, Jeff was at my brother Josh's house and Josh wanted me, mom and dad to come over and hang out on a Sunday. I had no problem with it. I was like, cool, we'll come and hang out. And it was supposed to be a secret that Jeff was there. It wasn't a fucking secret to anybody. Yet certain family members weren't supposed to know that Jeff was there, even though they did. And then I'm like, my dad knew that Jeff was there, but not supposed to tell my mom. Then my mom knew and not supposed to tell my dad. And then Josh told dad on accident, but not to tell mom. And then Jeff had called my mom and said that Josh isn't supposed to. Know. I swear to God, this was real. So when we got there and it was revealed that everyone fucking knew that Jeff was going to be there, um, it turned into an argument. And I, and that's about, I so that I popped up and I was like, here's a fucking novel idea, guys. How about we just don't keep secrets anymore? I think that sounds like a good plan to which Jeff laughed. And Josh was like, well, I just thought it'd be fun. And I was like, I get it. But this is what happens. Uh-oh. Uh, We've lost Betty for a moment. We'll get her back. But, uh, but yeah, for the sake of our audience listening, um, that's why I don't like keeping secrets. And uh, when... Um, uh, when doing things for my mom's Mother's Day, that's what I was trying to say. I didn't want to keep it a secret from her. So I, I talked to her about like what she wanted. And she's been wanting to uh, do a, um, like a little herb garden. Oh. So, so I went to a place called Green Acres here in Oak Grove, and I it's bought her. To be. <laughs> I bought her uh, six different herbs. Um, she had mason jars, and she wanted to put the herbs in mason jars. So, um, she bought, I bought her some rocks to put at the bottom of the mason jars, and then some some nutrition dirt. Yeah, nutrient rich potting soil. Yeah. So she's been working on that slowly. Her back's been hurting her a little bit more frequently, so she's not as active on it. But well, the great thing about you know putting them in jars is she can sit at a table at a comfortable height and work on them. That's and exactly then what she's doing. That's awesome. Yeah, and <clears throat> she she's awesome. she she thought she killed the basil because uh, the lots of basil. Um, on Monday, uh, her back was hurting too much to go downstairs, so she didn't even water them. And she goes, it was super wilted, and so I put some water in there, and it came back to life. I was like, oh, I'd hope so. Way to go, E.T. <laughs> but she's uh, she's happy. She's she's It's a new project that's, for her. That's great. That's great. Everybody needs a hobby, man. That's yeah, something I always absolutely. talk about. Everybody needs a hobby, and if you don't have a hobby, you know... Most times when people are miserable, I, I, it's because they don't have something that brings them joy in their life in the form of a hobby in a lot of instances. Oh, that's I something mean, I want to talk to you about specifically because my dad wants to get into model building. Not, yeah. you know, Gundams, not Gundams and shit like that. He wants to do tanks Same technique and supply. Flips. Yeah, Same that's technique why. supply. 
so I kind of wanted to get in touch with you about what what I could get for him that would work, so that way he could do that. Well, there's there's three things that you need essentially. You need a pair of nippers or side cutters. Uh, okay. You don't have to go too crazy with them. Um, like my go-to brand, a lot of people that build Gundams, they're really big on this brand of nippers called God Hands. They cost like $55 for a pair. You don't have to get a fucking super nice pair of nippers. Get, I, I got a pair, 10 bucks. They're from the Army Painter. Uh, $10 pair of nippers. Um, you need a hobby knife, like an exacto, you know, okay. to trim, yeah. to trim. And, um, what about like a sander? Yeah. Like yeah. A, they, they make, you can get sanding sticks. They okay. make them specifically like a set of sanding sticks with like 200 grit, 400 grit, 600, 800 and a thousand grit, because you won't, you want to trim away. <clears throat> cut your parts off of the runners and then take your hobby knife and carefully trim the excess, the nubs off and then sand them starting with a rough grit, then moving up into your grits till it's super fine. You buff it. You don't have to buy sanding sticks. I swear to God, dude, what I do, I buy nail buffer blocks. Nail buffer blocks have like seven different grits on them. You know, they're made for, fingernails um they have a rough grit not so rough and it goes up to where you know you eventually buff it those are the three things that you really need <clears throat> gotcha and then uh, that and, and so you're basically looking at uh maybe twenty dollars in materials to start you know and those tools will last you forever and buffer blocks costs like three or four bucks an exacto knife you can get for about five to eight dollars you know depending on what type you get it doesn't have to be exactly <laughs> brand and then nippers you know about 10 bucks i mean you're not looking at a whole lot of investment um you know and that it's it's a hobby that you basically you put in as much as you want to put in okay okay betty's back there we go there we go. I'm oh, sorry. I don't know what. Okay. It's okay. My camera wasn't wanting to work. Uh, Microsoft restarted my audio, but I think I'm going to have to get a new headset because one of my cats was chewing on it. Oh, oh no. I've, yeah, I've noticed that if I touch the wire there, everything goes. So, um, yeah, I'm going to have to get a new headset. Damn my cat ate my headset. <laughs> no bueno. I just I yeah. So um yeah, I missed a lot of that. <laughs> it's all right. I was oh. just talking about I was talking about Mother's Day and getting my mom some uh, herbs for Mother's Day because she wants to make a little herb garden and that's a good hobby for her. And then I wanted to. I was mentioning how or Maya said that uh, everyone needs a good hobby, and I said that I wanted to get my dad a um uh, a model building like equipment because he wants to build little models of like tanks or something to that effect. So I think father's day coming up, I'll definitely try to maybe save some money to get him all that equipment. There's actually a hobby shop like in walking distance from my house. So that's nice. cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I said, 
like I said, you just basically need those three things to start with side cutters or nippers, um, uh, a hobby knife, like an exacto and get you a nail buffer block. Make sure it's one of those kinds that have at least four different, uh, I've got, I've got <coughs> two different ones hanging over here that haven't even opened yet because I go through them. Let's see. One is a four-way nail buffer and the other one's a seven-way nail buffer. Ah, they cost a... three bucks a piece. Okay. But it's it's basically sandpaper. It's just, you know. Very light sandpaper. Yeah. Yeah, the, the goal this year for my family is that I want my dad to retire, retire. So what I would like to do is, uh, you know, him and I are going to, we're talking about trying to figure out how to get a new car or for me to lose enough weight <clears> to where I can fit in the fucking Subaru. Um, get my license and then that way I can door dash by myself and he stays at home. And we were talking about like, if he stays at home, what can he do in terms of a hobby? And he was talking about how he's been wanting to build model kits. And I was like, we it's can make that therapeutic. happen. It's therapeutic. I love building a kit, you know, and primarily I build Gundam kits and uh, the occasional Transformers kit or the occasional Star Wars model ship. Uh, you know, most most all of my kits come from Bandai, with the exception of a couple of kits that I have from a company called Fling Toys uh, that makes Transformer kits. But you know, same techniques apply. And you know, if any, if once he gets into it, if he needs any assistance, tips, or tricks, I've got tons of fucking resources I can point him in the direction to. Even talk to him directly. You know, I, I've. I've done online, you know, I used to stream on Twitch building Gundams. Uh, yeah. I used to do that, you remember. So, yeah, that's exactly why I wanted to bring it up to you. Cause, what's, um, what's he wanting to build? Like, like uh, army tanks, like uh, Abrams and some battleships and stuff like that is what he wants to build. Or just military or just style things. models. Yeah, he also said he wanted to build planes or something like that. So he wants to build uh, vehicles. Cool. So that's yeah. yeah. I I used to actually I had a couple of planes back in the day that I that I built, you know. Um so yeah. Uh, also uh, uh not necessary to start out, but I would recommend a good set of hobby tweezers. Like they're inverted, uh so the pressure always stays on them. You actually squeeze in the middle and it opens them up. And then you can grasp the part and let the tension off and it will grasp the part for you because a lot of these kits have small parts. And if you've got, if you fumble, uh, you easy to fumble around with a lot of parts with your fingers. It just makes it a lot easier to insert parts into the right locations. So I would recommend those too. So you may be looking at a startup cost of 25 to 30 bucks max plus your kit. Oh, I was, yeah, I was thinking I was thinking upwards of sixty for everything, um, which is not that big of a deal. Like, not even remotely a big deal. Because that's 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 the other thing is I, I don't have a problem you know going to a hobby shop and buying him multiple kits. Yeah, to, to work on. So, and you know a lot of kits are usually in the fifteen to twenty five dollar range. Uh, more extravagant kits will cost you more than that, of course. I mean, there's Gundam kits that, you know, 
most on the average, uh, like high grade kits, are about fifteen bucks. Some of them twenty. Uh, but there are some perfect grade kits out there that cost over three hundred and four hundred dollars. So it's definitely a hobby wow. that has yeah, it's definitely a hobby that has something for everybody. You know, uh, model building itself, and there's no limit to you know you get you get out of it what you want to put into it it's <clears throat> so like you can do a straight out of the box build and be totally satisfied or if you want to really get fancy with it and want to prime it and paint it and weather it and all that you can do so you know it's it's your model you can do what you want with it and that's the great great yeah. thing about it there's a, there's a saying and this applies to all model building not just gundams but you know in gundam that this the hobby is referred to as gunpla gunpla uh short for gundam plastic models and the saying is gunpla is freedom uh it, it really is uh, you know it's what you make of it yeah yeah I, and that's my goal in general is to make my parents as comfortable as possible i know that technically that with their age they wouldn't technically be in retirement um but with their disabilities, they totally like early fucking retirement. Yeah. So, but, um, I mean, that's, I uh, that's, that's, you know, with me, you know, with my disabilities that I have, I'm essentially, you know, I, I draw social security. I'm retired essentially you know, because of disabilities. So that's why I have a vast number of hobbies. Like I'm always have something that I can go to, to occupy my time. Um, because I have tons of free time, especially when Madison's in school and Misty's at work and it's just me. Uh, so I can build a model where I can paint a miniature or read or build a diorama uh, or play video games. You know, those are, uh, I, th those are the things that occupy my time throughout the week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of these days I'll, uh, I'll get a better hobby. But right now it's just, you know, the basic same shit because I'm working. Whatever and... makes you happy, man. Yeah. You I know, mean, the, <clears throat> what I want to do, what my, what, I think my ultimate goal is is that uh, get to a, get get to a point where I can get paid for taking care of my parents. That way, DoorDash isn't necessarily a a thing we have to do as much as it is a thing that we can do if we want to. The other yeah. thing that we need to do is, um, like I said, get me a li get me my license and me doing DoorDash with and put it into my uh, tax situation because with my dad getting paid. Um, uh, with uh, uh the, the the amount that he does, like every year, taxes are a giant pain in the ass. Um, yeah, because you're only allowed to make so much when you draw Social Security, or else you run the risk of losing your Social Security. Thank fucking whatever DT you believe in that my aunt is uh, an accountant and loves my dad because she fucking saves our ass every year. Like he'd have to pay the the fucking IRS so much money if it wasn't for her. Like she finds so many goddamn loopholes and stuff. It's great. Like this year, we would have had to pay the IRS over three thousand dollars, 
but she found with deductions and other stipulations and shit, like we don't have to pay them anything. We're actually getting twenty eight back, twenty eight dollars back from the state. Which was oh, that's great. Right. Fuck yeah. Um, so, uh, but uh, if I it were under it. my name, if it were under my name, it'd be a whole different fucking can of worms. Um, but I have learned from my dad that like anything that can be deducted needs to have be saved. So anything, fucking anything that can be. Um, but uh, the other thing that I want to try to do this year, at least at the end of the year, maybe earlier, I don't fucking know, is uh, get some schooling. Go back to school a little bit. Learn a trade of some kind. My parents aren't going to be around forever. I can't really, you know, like, I'm not going to lie. There's a part of me that is absolutely relying on them. Especially, you know, for you know what to bring in with disability. Um, if I were on my own right now, I'd I, I'd be fucked. I genuinely would, and I'd like you, to you not be in that case. You wouldn't be able to afford your own home if something were to happen to your parents. Exactly. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, you you guys take care of each other. Um, you know, like you do a lot for both of them, but at the same time, even though they are physically disabled, you still rely on them more than the average person would have to because of where you don't have your driver's license and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and I like, I like, I like for that to change. I would absolutely like for, for that to entirely change. And I, and I, even if I did have my license, I'd still do DoorDash just because the the ability to kind of just stop whenever the fuck I want and start whenever the fuck I want is mm-hmm. so much nicer than like while taking oh pardon me while taking care of them. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I just uh, a lot of lofty goals this year. Well, you know, I, I hope you get there, and you know, you're going to the gym now. Uh, you're actively trying to improve your health uh, to get Last to where I had broccoli for dinner. Oh, dude, I love broccoli. Broccoli is delicious. Uh, especially with, you know, some chicken and rice. A uh, little bit of uh, seasonings, you know. Uh, some ginger, some soy sauce, and making some Chinese broccoli and rice. Mm. Yeah, I gotta stay away from processed sugars. That's like my biggest fucking vice. I'm I'm really trying to stay away from that shit because, you know, it's 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 honestly what what how you gain most of your weight. Yeah, it's hard. It is hard, especially because oh man, fucking sugar's addictive. As a soda holic, I completely understand. Well, there's That's studies actually, that have shown there's studies that have shown that sugar is more addictive than cocaine, <laughs> and hits the same way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like the dopamine factors. Um, there's, uh, there's one thing I'm really proud of myself on and that's, um, cutting, cutting soda on my diet entirely. Uh, when, I don't know if I told you guys this, but I was having heart issues. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, like I would, I, I would just have these weird heart. I don't want to call them palpitations, but they might as well be called palpitations where my heart would beat really hard. And, um, I would, uh, my chest would feel really tight and I'd start sweating really profusely and have to pee every 30 minutes. Uh, 
Um, I couldn't figure out what the fuck that was. I, at first, I thought it was just anxiety, and then I looked into it more, and I was like, oh, it's just really, really high blood pressure. And uh, and I looked into what to do to change that, and it was like, drop this, drop that, drop this, and, and I haven't had one of those attacks since I started doing that last year, um, or cut those out last year. And soda was the biggest one for me because it was so much caffeine. Uh, the fact that I was able to change that has been a big, like, I can fucking change anything I want about my life. I know that I can't if I try hard enough and stick to it. Um, so uh, positivity, y'all. Positivity. You'll get there. You know, just keep at it like you've been doing. Uh, you know, I, I think you've been doing an awesome job. My biggest thing is in this past year with with COVID is I've not been nearly as active physically as I normally would have been. And the past few times I've gone out, I have noticed it wears me out. Like, you know, because I do have the weight problem. I struggle with weight. You know, I've always struggled with weight. I'm nowhere near as big as I used to be. I used to be about your size, Greg. Uh, you know, and I've gotten down to 280, but I'm out of shape. I get winded badly because I'm in this apartment and I don't get to get out much and I don't yeah. move a lot. You know, I don't get to go outside. And a lot of that was because you know, the vaccination wasn't available yet. And where I have a compromised immune system, I did not want to take any unnecessary risks. And now I'm fully vaccinated as of a month ago, almost. And, you know, I've gotten out a few times since then. And whew, I am out of shape. <laughs> I, need to, <laughs> I, I need to, you know, go start walking, you know, on a daily basis and get my endurance built back up and get it to where if, you know, I want to go into a store, I can walk around the store without feeling like I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah. That's something that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get past. Like people, my favorite fucking thing starting this gym was that, uh, the gym account was like, people were just like, well, you know that that like technically losing weight is like 80% diet and then 20%, you know, exercise. And I was just like, I'm fucking aware. Do you think I'm working out to lose weight cuz I'm not? I'm working out so that way when I walk up the steps in my house, I don't get to my room huffing and puffing. That when I walk through the fucking grocery store to pick up seven items that I don't get back to the car covered in sweat. Yeah. That's why I'm fucking working out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like... but um, it's good that's for your health, thing. no matter what your size is. Oh yeah, and that's that's another thing that you know, like my biggest fear is I, I don't know if I told you guys this, but about two years ago, two and a half years ago, something to that effect. Um, I was at my buddy Nate's house, uh, Danger Mouse. My you yeah. remember that? Guy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this this guy uh, Betty that I'm talking about, um, he is. He's the greatest. He's, a, He's amazing. Wherever there is danger, he'll be there. Well, oh wait, not that danger mouse. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> he is uh, uh, very, very skinny, like very, very small. He's um, he's a he's a fall, solid fucking like six inch shorter than me too. But um, uh, back, we were friends in high school because in uh, theater class we had a project together. 
where we had to uh, do a um, a two two person like thing on stage. That was our final, and uh, we decided to do Abbott Costello's Who's on First. Big mistake, um, <laughs> because it's very hard to do. But uh, him Man, and I, like, Nate's got the attention span of a goldfish. You really do. <laughs> um, but I, I, but I'm still good good friends with today and and uh, to this day. And uh, I lost my train of thought. Why did I bring up Nate? What were we talking about before? Abbott and Costello. No, 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 no. Oh, an instance, something that happened about two and a half years ago. At his oh, house. That, okay. Thank you. Jesus. Yeah. So I was at his house and um, we were playing uh, a board game. Something, something about a haunted house. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was really fun. But you had to like move a bunch of pieces on your turn. And um, I kept having to stand up, like stand up and down. And then that night, like I couldn't move my knee. I couldn't put any weight on it without it being just completely dead. Uh, when I came back home, um, it was completely immobile. Like I just couldn't use it. It was an immense pain. And uh, um, I literally had to rely on my parents. I was completely bound to my bedroom. I couldn't even make it downstairs. Uh, I remember that. I remember that. And um, I don't ever want that to happen again. And the, the problem was is that because the the knee that was in pain, I was putting all the weight on the other leg. So by the time this knee healed enough for me to put weight on it, the other knee went into that condition. So I spent and a overcompensation. Solid, yeah, I spent a solid three weeks in that in that in that case. Just could not get out of my room, could not go back to work. And uh I don't. I don't want that to ever happen again. So, uh, I'm. I'm. I'm trying my best to make sure that doesn't happen again. And I noticed that very recently here, um, one of my knees was making the the kind of sensation like that was going to happen again. <laughs> and I'm like, nope. Uh. Uh. Time to work out this motherfucker. So, well, every pound that you lose is equal to two pounds of pressure off of your knees. God, it took so, me for it took me so much strength right now to not to not say is equal to the love you make. Sure. Oh, it took so much strength. Maya, you have no idea. <laughs> you said it anyway. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> oh. It's a good joke. Though. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, anywho. Anywho. Um Yeah, so I'm just I'm just trying to make sure cuz I it, it, being laid up like that really fucking sucks. Being dependent on people, especially people you're trying to take care of really fucking sucks. So I don't want Yeah. That. Oh, I'm. Uh, that's another thing that frustrates me is if I want to go anywhere, I have to rely on somebody to take me because I don't have. I mean, I have my license, but I can't drive because of, you know, even though I have the prosthetic, I can't move that prosthetic foot. You know, I can't depress a gas pedal. I can't shift it to move it to a brake. I Why have do you say to, mean things to a gas pedal? Well, you know, it was asking for it. Um, but 
that that's something I want to do. And it, I was set up to do this last year and then COVID hit. Uh, I have to go to the hospital over in Abingdon uh, to an outpatient therapy and they have to evaluate me to see what modifications I would need for the car. The day I was literally going to go over there and get it last year, they called me and they said, we've been ordered to shut down by the state because of COVID. I was like, okay. And now they're open back up. I just need to get a new prescription from my doctor to go over there to be evaluated so they can make it to where I can drive again. They would either have to put like hand controls on the car or a left foot adapter, uh, pedal adapter for the gas pedal. And I would have to learn how to drive using my left foot for a gas and brake, which wouldn't be, it would be tricky, but I could get used to it. Uh, yeah. that that's I hate having to depend on Misty like if I want to go somewhere like I used to I would just hop in the car and take off and say honey I'm going to go here here that's the one thing I miss doing you know I'm yeah, going to go with some friends I'm going to go to the comic shop I'm going to go to the grocery store for you you know she has to do everything and it sucks I hate having to depend on her and I hate that she's got all that on her and that's my big goal is to get to where I can drive again and do things like that. It's it's yeah, I was gonna say it's it's definitely an in, uh, uh, an unfortunate situation that it was your right foot, not your left foot. Yeah, but be fair, it was my bad ankle. Oh, huh. Yeah, it, that that ankle was a bad ankle anyway. Do you still do you still get phantom pains? Uh, dude, I've never stopped feeling my foot. Well, Ever. I I get you, I feel, you it. feel it, I but feel, I, I feel it. Right. Oh yeah, I still get pains. Uh, the worst is when it itches. <laughs> God, it's nope. like uh-uh. oh no, that is the absolute fucking worst. Like so, you know, question cramps. for you on that. Okay, like could you trick your brain into scratching a prosthetic? I've tried. No. Okay. Okay. I've tried and no. Um, the only thing you can really do, there is a nerve on the back of my calf muscle that I can press and it will make whatever pain or itch go away. But the problem is, if I have the prosthetic on, I can't get to it to make it happen. Uh, and it also hurts to do so. So it's like, you know, the pain or the sensation will go away in a few minutes and you just got to ride it out. Or you can make yourself hurt in other ways and end it. It sucks. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I, I'm sure it fucking sucks. I don't wish that shit on on anybody. I don't recommend it. I don't. It was painful to have done the whole amputation thing. I mean, that was painful. Uh, yeah, you were before before the amputation. You were very like you. You got fevers frequently. Or at least more frequently than... Well, that was because I actually had contracted a staph infection and flesh-eating bacteria disease, and I thought I had the flu. Right. But no, I was battling that stuff for a while. Didn't even know it. I used to stay sick. Yeah. Didn't even know it. So, yeah. I mean, the trade-off, it was worth it. I'd be dead if I hadn't done it. But yeah, it was painful. 
it's a, it's no good. But yeah, so that's <laughs> everybody look out for your health, mental and physical. Yes. Actually, you know, there's there's um I I love talking about this because a lot of people don't quite understand what I mean. Meditation is fantastic. And I don't mean like fucking sitting on the edge of your bed, cross leg going, I don't mean that. What I mean is literally like get into a quiet space and literally concentrate on your breathing. What I mean by that is just go, okay, air in, air out, air in, air out. And literally just keep doing that. So your brain is completely empty, just fucking empty. It, what happens to your mind when you start going through that phase is that other problems that you have, things that come in that cause anxiety or something to that effect, just go away. And you start realizing that your mind is your worst enemy when it comes to shit like that. And it, it honestly helps me. And I'd like more people to give it a shot because it helps with, with fucking mental issues so much. I just not going to, it's not a, you know, solve it's not, it's not a, you know, people have to understand this mental uh, uh, health is not something that's just solvable by a pill or meditation. Um, meditation is something that should be practiced frequently because I, I stopped for a while and it, and it completely came back. The anxiety, the issues, it completely came back. And I was super fucking depressed and I recently started meditating again and I feel so much goddamn better. So I just want people well, to give it a shot. Well, that's great that it works for you. Yeah, I mean me, I'm 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 medicated and I'm you know I'm in therapy and but my mental health now is better than it's been my entire life. Uh, and that's you know my therapist told me the last session we had, or maybe it was the session before that that essentially I'm no longer clinically depressed, uh, which is a wonderful thing. And now I just have to go once a month like a, as a maintenance kind of thing. You know, and continue that for as long as I feel necessary. But you know, as, as there, I, but yeah, to, to what Greg's saying, if you struggle with mental health, give that a shot. See what it, see how it affects you. Not everything's going to work for everybody the same way. Uh, it may work for you. It may not. Yeah, I mean, it's but it can't hurt. It can't cannot. hurt. Cannot. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a few people have talked about like how to, because that's, that's, that's one of the issues with anxiety that I think a lot of people don't get is that sometimes anxiety isn't even triggered by a thought. Sometimes it just happens. I've, I, I've dealt with anxiety my whole life and it just, I'll be sitting in the car with my dad, everything's chill. And all of a sudden I'll just get a bout of anxiety over nothing. My brain wasn't even thinking about anything that was going to give me anxiety. It just happens. And that's probably a chemical imbalance or something to that effect. Um, but uh, um, a lot of the times my anxiety is triggered by something, just anything that even mildly is, you know, like I don't want to do that. And suddenly boom, anxiety. And, and that I say this all the time that your, your mind is your worst enemy. 
it's the one that tells you lies all the fucking time. Things that are just not true. Uh, one of my biggest issues, this happens so fucking often, is I'll say something that I think was rude or that somebody is upset upset with me about, and uh, they don't even care. The other party doesn't even give a shit. They're not thinking about me. They're doing their own thing. They're living their own life. And But my mind the entire time was telling me they're mad, that they're upset. And it's... It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Is all I'm getting at. It's it's. Uh, there's been times. There's there's been times that you thought that I was mad at you for something, and I'm like, no, it's fine. Yeah. Good lord, you know, tell your mind to settle it's down. <laughs> yeah. It's and that's that's why and I know I it's easier said than done. Well, that's where the meditation helps. That's where that's where it helps. When my anxiety sparks for no fucking reason, it doesn't. My anxiety doesn't, uh, or the meditation doesn't really work on that. I just have to kind of let it pass. But when I'm like, oh, my, my, you know, my friend is upset with me because I said something that was slightly rude or like I think is rude while the other person's like, I didn't care. That's all. That's all I'm getting at. Like if you're stressed about work or something to that effect, like meditation can help. And like Betty said, can't hurt. Can't hurt to give it a shot. But that's what's speaking working for me. So, speaking of Betty, I know you've been a little quiet. What's on your mind today? What's happening? What's what's new? Putting you on the spot. <laughs> She's like nothing, nothing big. Yeah, I'm just thinking about how I'm going to take a nap when we're done here. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm thinking about what I'm going to make for breakfast. I'm thinking, yeah. <laughs> And oh, speaking of something, guys, I totally forgot about this. Did you guys know that fucking potatoes have an ass ton of potassium? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know about that until yesterday. <laughs> yeah, my dad's oh. kidney situation is has has uh, decreased. He went from twenty five percent to twenty three percent, and we were trying to figure out why because he's staying away from the stuff that the doctors told him to, you know, potassium and 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 animal protein. And he was like, "Like, can you get Greg? Can you check how much potassium potatoes have?" And I was like, "Sure." So I looked it up, and it was like eight hundred milligrams for a fucking medium potato. I was like, "Holy shit, that's more than an avocado. That's more than a banana." And uh, uh, he goes, "Damn, I'm eating a lot of potatoes lately." <laughs> I'm like, "Well, yeah, maybe maybe not anymore. We'll need, we'll need to scale back on those moderation." Moderation. Yeah. Uh, wow. We we learned that if you double boil a potato, you can you can cut the potassium by half. So we'll have to figure that out. But yeah, I did not fucking know that. I was like, that's news to me. So. Yep, learn something new every day. Every day. That's another thing. I. I I, I, I don't want to be alive anymore if I'm willing to not learn anything. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, like. I'm glad you added that onto the sentence because I thought you were just going to stop it. I don't want to be alive anymore. I was like, Jesus, what's wrong? <laughs> no, I. Uh, you were just talking about the progress and the goals. I don't want to be alive anymore. Bye. Uh, no, like, it's always funny to me when people are 
know-it-alls or they think they know everything and it's like you don't you really don't you know we know jack shit about most things and to claim that you know a lot because of uh whatever fucking reason is is, is mind-blowing to me like like so, so so i'll give you an example of something that happened that i thought was really funny i i was talking to jeff about um the virus and why why is it that when you talk about people who doesn't know jack shit and then all of a sudden you mention your brother (laughs) i get it uh no like i i was i said uh i was trying to explain to him the the um how the virus works and he was uh um he didn't really understand like how the vaccine works is what it was my thing that I said to him was that the vi- the vaccine, the Moderna and Pfizer, have dead viruses in them. Obviously, that's incorrect. I didn't. I thought I had the information right. So the next time that I talked to him and told him that it does not have the dead virus in it, he looked at me like, well, if you don't even know, if you were wrong, then how do you? And I'm like, because that's, A, how you should react to everything. Like, I'm... Yes, I was wrong, and now I'm not wrong um, because I looked into it further. Or, like, you have to understand that's how science works. Uh-oh, Betty's gone again. Betty went away again. Um, but that's, you know, science, science works in the regards of falsifying information. And so if the CDC comes out and says, so we're pretty sure about this and you need to practice this, and then a month later says, oh, we changed it because we found out some more information. That doesn't mean the CDC was wrong. That just means that they, their knowledge on the situation had changed. Yeah. And um, you, can't, you can't be upset when, when something like that happens. It just, you just have to, I just, I don't. No, I get you. You have to be able to learn. You have to be under. You have to be willing to understand that you are, you are not, uh, you are not a know-it-all. No one is. So, stop pretending you are. And I don't know who this you I'm talking to, but the general you, myself, in some way. All right. Uh, so now that Betty is back and we've talked about mental health, we've talked about physical health and the importance of, and et cetera. Uh, we touched on hobbies earlier, you know, what's, uh, we, we kind of alluded to it last week. We've got an exciting new venture in the works. Yeah. Rogue bear. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's uh, us as a podcast and uh, my sister-in-law and her husband and a friend that Betty has introduced us to, one of Betty's oldest friends, uh, are going to start playing Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, we're pretty excited about that. Yeah, and... Um... You know, I would love to actually, you know, tape a couple of the sessions and put them up, see how they do. 
Yeah. Yeah, we're all going to be doing this, you know, telecom, which when I tried to get it together a few years back, nobody was willing to do that. So (laughs) now it's like everybody's okay with this. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you know, we had to get used to the idea of this is how we're going to live. But uh, I think it's going to be really cool. Um, We are not going to be playing in the typical D&D world. Uh, We're going to be playing in one that my friend created many, many moons ago. Um, It's an interesting world. And it's going to shake things up a little bit for this game. So we'll see how it goes. I don't know. I'm excited because, you know, just seeing him working on something again makes me happy because he's a master storyteller. He's really good at it. He just hasn't been as excited to work on projects as he used to be. So it's been nice to see that. That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I need to get, I need to actually look at the uh, information because the, um, the problem is right now is I haven't looked at anything that you guys have put into that group just because it's been a lot. And I was trying to get through, uh, I was trying to get through the, uh, invincible, invincible comics. So you're going to have a lot of bullshit to wade through. <laughs> yeah. There was one morning, uh, or not morning. It was, it was, a uh, cause I have the, I have the thread muted at the moment just because it was like, it was all like, I didn't use my phone. Bling, 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 bling. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> And uh, I looked at it, and it was like 62 messages. I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, I think the only one who's got their character figured out is Maya. Absolutely. Um, yeah. She was on that shit. And uh, I'm still working out, on mine. <laughs> I've dug out books. I've ordered books. Um, I've got more books coming. I've got, uh, I have literally so much source material from spanning from 2002 to now. Um, third edition, 3.5 edition, Pathfinder first edition, D&D fifth edition now, and Pathfinder second edition now. I, I, I've got so many resources available for us to use um you know because i've also ran campaigns and played in campaigns with other people and i just have a blast doing it and i'm excited to actually be a player but there's a big part of me that wants to actually (laughs) run stuff too and something i would like to do is like on weeks that we're not playing in this I would like to start playing in a more traditional setting. Oh, yes. I understand that because this one is definitely going to be a challenge because of the way he has the world set up. And Yeah, yeah. There, there, there's definitely been, at least for me, a degree of frustration in the in the structure of it just because of what's not there. Yeah. It's like, okay, what do I have to work with? Because I've created a really cool character, which haven't rolled it up yet, but you know, the bones are there. I just need to put the meat on the bones now. But that was not my first or second choice of what I wanted to play. It's like my fifth or sixth choice. It's like, okay, I want to do this. 
Well, no. Yeah. That what? doesn't exist. Okay, well, I want to do this. No, that doesn't exist either. I'm like, oh, no. How about this? No, because that doesn't work this way. So I finally was like, all right, I'll do this. Yeah, I mean, I get that because, I mean, I've actually thought up a character name and everything. And I was like, I want to be this and just blew that out of the water. I was like, oh, fuck, man. <laughs> fuck. I hate you right now. <laughs> Even told him, I was like, if I was still your girlfriend, I would win this argument. <laughs> you know, Because <laughs> we dated back when I was a teenager. So, you know, I was like, but, you know, he's. He's also very stubborn headed, but he's fair. You know, I mean, this is the world, you know, and he's, he's trying to find ways to, you know, work with us in certain aspects. So I do like the challenge of it. That yeah. aspect is really, it, it is forcing me to think outside of what I would normally do. Um, yeah, absolutely. But I would also like to have just a normal campaign, you know, and just, you know, play the shit out of, you know, what I want to play. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing, you know, I think both can be done um, easily. And, you know, different types of fun can be had. You know, both can be very fun. Because uh, I've been watching a lot of stuff, and there are a lot of people out there that play in more than one campaign. Oh, yeah. Know? So... I don't feel, uh, plus, you know, it allows more time for prep for one. Absolutely. So that's definitely something that I want to do then, if everybody is cool with that. I'm uh, down with it. I don't yeah. see, you know, why anybody else wouldn't be down with it. Well, when Sean and Sheena get back from vacation, it's something I want to discuss because Misty has actually expressed some interest in she would want to play too, but she wants to play in a normal setting. Understandable. Yeah, I was not expecting what he threw at me. You know, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> it's like, okay, we'll we'll play we'll play like this, but you know, <laughs> you better make this good. <laughs> 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 you better bring out all the storyteller that I know you have inside you because, you know, <laughs> you've really fucked with everybody's plans here. So, but uh, again, he is a good storyteller. I do have faith in his ability to make something good out of this. And it is going to be challenging for all of us to play a game that is devoid of most magic. Yeah. You know, um, it's like I was telling him what I kind of see for the character. I guess I'm I'm going to be building is kind of like a Doctor Strange type character. Um, and he totally jived with that. So okay. I think I'll end up. I think I'll end up just doing like a uh, human fighter or barbarian or something to that effect. Like some some character that doesn't even remotely use magic, but is very skilled in the martial arts or or fighting style or something like that you can just be to, our tank <laughs> there you go there you go just make it a little easier on myself because i'm still fairly new to D D stuff like i know a little bit i know enough like i've watched a, a you know some some things on twitch and or, or youtube and and i've played a few rounds of of D D in the past um but like the biggest issue is for me is i get my ADD kicks in really fucking hard when 
uh, it turns into what I feel like is homework. So like trying to retain the information is so difficult sometimes. So just watching a D&D &D session where the character, the people are making the story will actually tell me more information than just reading the book. Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing, you know. And... Sorry, yeah. guys. Yeah, get him. Is that get him. Yeah. Get him. Yeah, yeah she's taking him get out. Him. It's his midday potty break. And uh, yeah, he's really happy. <laughs> oh, well. I don't get that excited when I have to. <laughs> yeah, that, go but, smell all the smells. <laughs> that's a misconception, though, you know. It's it's good to have the handbook, uh, but that's more of a reference. You don't have to do, you don't have to read everything just to start playing. The only thing you have to have to start playing, you know, a set of dice and your imagination. You know, because because the the best way to learn D and D is to learn by doing. Mm -hmm. That's the way I learned, you know, and that's the way most people learn. Uh, a friend of mine said, okay, you're going to, you want to play? And I was like, yeah, I'll play. And okay, well, let's create a character. We created a character. And then, you know, I didn't even buy a book before I played the first time. I just would use his when I needed to refer to it. And we just played and it was just so much fun. And I got addicted from the first session and you know, I there's my first session was that good. No, I've, I, I told Maya about this the other day, but Betty, have you have I ever told you about the first time I played a tabletop RPG? No, it was awful. Uh, so it was, um, my buddy Juara had asked me to join his group. He, he, he had a buddy who knew fucking uh, Masquerade, um, which is like a vampire style. I played it okay. Um, he was like, I, you know, nobody else wants to join. So do you want to try it? And I was like, sure, I'll give it a shot. So, uh, every other week I, we would go to that guy's house and we would, we would play. But the problem is, is that I didn't again, want to do any of the homework. It just, he was like, he handed me a book this fucking thick and you know, this, this big. And he was like, read the whole thing. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to. So I didn't. <laughs> and, uh, but I, I read enough to build a character, to get a backstory, yada, 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 did all that stuff. And and I knew my character well enough to just hop into this world. Um, and I understood like the lore, like the back lore of the world a little bit. Like it was explained to me and I watched, I think I watched a couple videos. Um, but then I went into this session and he, he his entire concept of what was supposed to happen was that both Dwar and I knew everything, everything about everything, as much as he does. He does, he did. And um I, the thing I remember the most about him and, and the way that he uh, game mastered, I should say, was he didn't, um, he didn't want me or Jawara going off path at all. Uh, I remember there was a situation where Jawara and I were talking to a guy and uh, the uh, what we were supposed to do was we were supposed to use uh, we were just supposed to have a conversation with the guy to get information out of him, but I knew by the way this guy was kind of talking to us that he was going to betray us, so I wanted to use uh, an ability to try to get out of the room to get away from everything, and um, 
as soon as I said, what can I do to do this? What can I, how can I make this a thing? His response wasn't, you know, what a DM should do if they want the players to talk to the person, which is, uh, there's nothing in the room to help you out. It's a solid room or something to that effect or like making it so that way I can't do the thing that I want to do without telling me. He outright says to me, buddy, you can't do that. You can't, you, you have to talk to the guy. You can't do anything. You have, that's my story tells me you have to talk to the guy. That's yeah. Well, again, asking you to know all the information too. a DM should be knowledgeable. They should absolutely be knowledgeable. I don't expect them to be knowledgeable about everything. Yeah, they're going to have to reference books. That's why they're there. Yeah. But uh, I know that players, <laughs> uh, you know, a good DM should be able to just bring in somebody, help them build up a character, and just play out from there. You know, they're gonna they're gonna let you know what is and what is not allowed. But you know, they're also not going to stop you from interacting in the story. That's the whole freaking point of the story. It's like you talking to the guy. It's like you know. He should have allowed you to make roles to decide, you know, how your investigation goes down. You know, what what do you see? You know, is there any other way to do this? You know, but no, he didn't. That's Whenever, he's a toxic DM. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's um, Matt Mercer, who, who hosts uh, Critical Role. He said it best. He goes, as the DM, your job is to make sure the players are having a good time. That's mm -hmm. it. That's literally it. If they're not having fun, if they if they don't want to come back to the session because you are restricting them in some way, um, that's not fun for them. That's genuinely not fun for them. So um, it's all you, about the story, man. You know, he goes to play the story. He goes, if you have a whole thing set up where you want them to go and you have an idea of of where of how you want them to play it out and they go nowhere near that, you have two options now as the DM. Try your best to guide them back in that way without making it feel like that, or scrap that entire storyline and use it later. Yeah. Re-implement it into the game at some other point. Don't make them feel like they made a bad choice. And yeah. once I had seen that, I was like, okay, I need a, I need a better DM. And... Um, I talked to Cody, the guy that does the, uh, the intro for our show. Uh, uh, and he, he was, he knows a lot about D and D. So a long time <clears> ago, he was going to host this whole session. And I kind of told him this too. And he was just like, absolutely not. That was a very, like, he should not be, um, he should not be upset when you, when the players choose to do something, he just needs to move forward. Um, laugh with you guys, make, make sure that there's, you know, there's, there's entertainment there. And I said, okay, that, that makes sense. Like, I don't, like, it didn't make any sense to me the way that he was doing it originally. And, um, uh, and then I played, I played an actual session with a, a different group of people, the, the guys that I play Wednesday nights with video games. And um, I'll, I'll never forget this. So what was happening was that one of the guys, Mark, he didn't know how to play at all but we were kind of guiding him and just kind of doing things on the fly. And he was playing a druid who could uh, uh, change his form into an animal that would help us out. Mm -hmm. And so in this particular instance, he was supposed to roll to see if he could change into a bull to knock down a door. And uh, um, he rolled like a two 
So what our DM did was instead of saying, oh, you failed, our DM was like, you try to cast it, but you cast it wrong and you turn into a cow. That is hilarious. Hey, that's, that's really good for it, too. <laughs> you at well, least turned into something similar to the animal you were going for. <laughs> yeah. You're, 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 I, I, would, I would have actually been like, well, you're a bull, but you're like a calf, you know, so you're, uh, not, you're not large enough to, you know, because so you halfway succeeded. <laughs> been like you grew a tail and a snout, but that's about as far as we got. You know, <laughs> that's oh, look, gonna take a couple udders. hours to wear off. <laughs> oh, look, you've got udders, great udders, by the you way. You know, you feel some squishiness in your pants, and you look down, and you're like, "What is that?" <laughs> uh, what happened next was actually a lot of fun um, because uh, we were about to go into a dungeon. That was the whole point of breaking down the door. And uh, uh, Andy's character, who I don't remember what his class was, but he could he could uh, make potions out of food and stuff. So uh, we thought, hey, we could milk Mark <laughs> <laughs> and make some potions. Oh shit! Yeah. So so we, so Andy rolled, and we we milk Mark and made potions. It was great. How did Mark feel about this? Not great. Not, <laughs> not much you really can do funny. about it though huh nope not a damn thing that's awesome yeah so. and see that's the kind of fun that you can have and a lot of people think oh well you gotta have uh i don't have all the stuff to play on a table you know i don't have miniatures and i don't have sets you don't have to have that stuff your imagination theater but, theater know, of like, the mind yeah, yeah well, those are enhancements uh, like a battle mat with a grid and, you know, miniatures and little buildings and markers and things like that. That's all well and great. And those just help. But theater of the mind, you know. Yeah, it's like I told Jeff and Lydia yesterday. I was like, it's basically adults playing pretend. That's basically what it is. You know, yeah. You've picked out a character and now you're playing out a story. Just like you would with your friends on the playground. I mean, it's just a little more advanced, you know. <laughs> I'm yeah, super I'm, excited though, and yeah, you know fun. that uh, there are. I was looking at resources, um, that D and D Beyond site. Yeah, like you can do so much with that. So I signed up for a premium account. Uh, it's like six bucks a month, and that's why uh, you know I went ahead and bought the handbook on there. That way, people like that don't have their own personal copy yet, if they plan on getting it, but they don't have it yet, I made it shareable so you guys can access it and look at it if need be. Um, but there's ways to run uh, maps and shit on there. And I found this extension that you plug into Chrome called Above VTT, which is implemented with uh, D&D Beyond. And like you can run everything through that. Um, yeah, I mean, it, again, I mean, we did a lot of things without having a lot of things back in the day, and mm -hmm. you know, he did a great job running multiple different um, RPGs into one game. It's like you know, in one game, I was a changeling who was a stripper. And I was a satyr, but I had a 
a necklace that glamoured my appearance so it looked like I had legs. I wish I had a necklace that made it look like I had <laughs> if I find one, I'll give it to you. <laughs> that might be the episode title right there. <laughs> uh, I wish I had a necklace that made it look like I had legs. Oh, God. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I, that was 17-year-old Betty. 17-year-old Betty wanted to be a stripper satyr, and that's what 17-year-old Betty was. <laughs> Nice. And now I'm like, I want to sneak into the shadows where no one can see me. <laughs> My goal is to be a funny character. Uh, I remember in one of the D and D sessions I had, I, I built a uh, a big idiot, like a, just a big fucking moron, who believed he had a spell called sleep spell. He just punched people in the head. <laughs> He would just, he would roll sleep spell and just bop. And whenever, whenever he got frustrated with a conversation, he'd just go, uh, uh, sleep spell. Jesus. <laughs> nice. Piss that guy off. They have an intelligent score of seven. Oh, dude, uh. was, yeah, it was bad. I was, I was a big, like, lovable idiot, but like, I, I was always friends with everybody. But I was an idiot. It was fun. That's awesome. Maybe I should do that for for our session with uh, uh, Deke. Absolutely. <laughs> Just a big fucking idiot. Oh, that'll be fun. Oh, that's that's a good idea. That uh, that, that, that's a great thing about this game is getting to be someone else. Oh you yeah, know, stepping outside of your comfort zone. Playing completely different than what you would do if you were in this situation. Mm -hmm. Though uh, I will say, I will say, Maya, uh, an excellent piece of advice that I was that I heard someone give to somebody else when they said, "I don't know if I can get into this because I'm not super into the role play community. I don't know how this stuff kind of works. I don't know how to role play. Create a character that's like you. Role play yeah. yourself. Yeah. And then once you're comfortable, create a character that's not you. Yada yada. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't think 17-year-old Betty was a stripper, so. <laughs> she just wanted to be. Yeah, well, that's not the profession I went into. That was the profession my sister went into, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Maybe boy. if I hadn't broke my hip, who knows where I would have been. <laughs> Fucking getting You would have been cinnamon with a Y. Oh, God. <laughs> I had a friend a long time ago who worked as a uh, bouncer at a strip club and uh, the stores he had good gravy. Um, I said, I said, what would you say is your most common client? And he was like, honestly, Japanese businessmen. I don't know why he goes, I'm not, this isn't a stereotype or anything like that. It's just something I noticed. And I was like, do you think it's your specific club? And he goes, it might be. You know, I don't bounce at other clubs, so I, I don't fucking know. But, like, at the club I worked at, it was Japanese businessmen all the time. And they always came in the afternoon with the, you know, with the um, with the B team. 
Be after lunch. lunch. After lunch. Go watch the girls dance. He was friends with quite a few of them, too. And, you know, to say that they were hot is an understatement. They were very attractive. But they were also like, three of them were gay, which was really funny to me. They're like, you make your money where you can, man. The, the, the businessmen? Or no. the strippers? <laughs> the strippers <are> <laughs> like, that's, you know, I mean, it's their business, of course, you know, whatever, whatever <clears throat> makes them happy who they are, you know, be who you want to be. But why was he friends with the businessmen? That's what I was wondering. That's where my mind was going. It's like he's just a bouncer. How do you make friends with these guys? <laughs> yeah, you're not friends with the customers. No. I, I asked him if he had to ever get like physical with a customer, and he he said, "Yeah, I absolutely did." There was uh, there was a couple guys that uh, didn't get the hint of not touching the women. Yeah, no touching. He's like, unless unless you're paying it for in the champagne room, you can't touch. You're not allowed to. And the girl has to be okay with it. That's the number one fucking thing. And I'm like, oh, consent? That seems like a fucking novel idea. Yeah, it's it's definitely, you know, well, again, having a sibling who's been in the profession. Yeah, you deal with a lot of drunk assholes, you know. It's like the night she decided to quit. She just ended up dumping a drink on a dude's head and walking out. She's done. You know, it's like, yeah, I guess we all get to that point eventually. But, you know, it's, yeah, it it's an interesting business. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Any other, uh, any other subjects you guys want to talk about? Yeah. I think we've uh, covered a wide a wide variety of things today. Yeah, I'm hungry is why I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting there too. I, I had a bowl of golden grams about four hours ago, and I'm ready to ready to eat some lunch. I'm gonna go make a breakfast burrito. I've decided I'm gonna make You've some. Decided I'm gonna make some tater tots. You have spoken. And I'm going to make some eggs. I'm going to grate up a little bit of cheese. And then I'm going to use my my bedroom big-ass bottle of fucking Frank's. Um, you keep that in your bedroom? Wow. Frank's <laughs> dick lube? <laughs> if, I, if I jacked off with fucking hot sauce, I would... I, that, I did fucking bow down to me because Jesus Christ. Right? <laughs> uh, but, Betty, that's not... Talk about That's a hot all. time. I have two bottles of Cholula. Mm-hmm. I have, and then two bottles of this. One is um, chili habanero. Oh. This really fucking hot. And then this one is uh, like red chili habanero. Um, you know, they I got to be honest. They're not that hot. I didn't say they were hot. I mean, they're hot, but they're not. They're hotter than Frank's. They're hotter than Cholula. Oh, shit. Everything's hotter than Frank's. Well, I know what you're getting. As a present, next time I go to Gatlinburg, what's that? I have a little specialty hot sauce um, store there that sells all kinds of different hot sauces. So uh, I, I love the hot sauces that they use on uh, hot ones. I want to get some of that pucker butt. Pucker butt. Did I tell you what yeah. Jeff got me for my birthday? Or yeah, for my birthday. No. We 
so um uh the day of my birthday we were heading back home and jeff said what do you want to go eat for for dinner like i'll buy you whatever you want and i said there's this uh, uh chicken wing place that's like close to the house that they have a uh they have a hot sauce that claims you need to sign a waiver. And he goes, uh, is all right, let's go give that a shot. So we go, we go get the wings. And the dude there was like, I'll give you an extra wing if you eat one right here. And Jeff and I were like, sure, why not? Like extra wing? Yeah. Um, what he didn't tell us was that not only was it going to be hot, but it was also going to be fucking scorching hot. Like fresh out the fryer, burn your tongue or the skin of the fucking give you a blister in your mouth, kind of hot. So Jeff and I try to eat it, and then also because because the temperature was so hot, it like got around our lips. That fucking hot sauce was ridiculous, y'all. Like I I cannot express to you how fucking hot it was. It was uncomfortably hot. Um, I can't do that kind of hot. I can't like. If it's if it's above a hundred thousand Scoville, I can't do it. Like I just, it's just not, it's just not fun. Um, but these were like four hundred thousand Scoville, so. I've never tested myself on Scoville level. I don't ever plan to. Um, I like spicy food, and that's all I know. Why? <laughs> Habanero uh, Scoville. Yeah, habaneros are around what I can handle, which is a hundred thousand. Well, like they can they, they they start at a hundred thousand, but they can actually go to much higher. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I love watching videos of people like you know eating Carolina Reapers and shit. I'm just like y'all are crazy. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. I do it. I do mm -mm. it. I mean, the hot sauce tasted great, but because of, because I was all in, into the hot sauce, Jeff was like, Jeff sent me uh, three different bottles of hot sauce that have to be refrigerated, so they're not in my room. <laughs> um, but one is a, uh, uh, pineapple habanero sauce. That's fucking mm. delicious. I never thought to do like, I always see, you know, habanero mango, which is really good, but fucking pineapple, pineapple, is, pineapple habanero is amazing. It's so good. Um, and then, uh, the other one he got me was, uh, Steve-O's, Steve-O's hot sauce, which is just called hot sauce for your butt or something like that or for your butthole. Um, that's actually really flavorful. It's, it's it's got a nice sweetness to it also, and it's just it's tangy and it's really really tasty. It's actually not that hot. It's really not that hot. Um, but the reason he got me that one specifically was because Stevo did an episode of Hot Ones, and uh, he mentions his own he mentioned his own hot sauce that it needed to be hotter <laughs> because of what you know they were giving him on Hot Ones. Um, yeah. And then the I last watched one that <laughs> is a very it's very good. Um, and then the last one he got me was, uh, it's, it's, it's like atomic bomb or something like that. And that motherfucker, holy shit. Oh, wait, is it the bomb? The ones? That yes, yes, on yes, the hot yes. Ones? yes, it dude, is. Dude, I, I hear that's just fucking diesel fuel and heat. It's dude. It's so it's, it's, it's tasty, but it I've never heard anybody say that about it. Uh, everybody said that it just tastes bad, that it's just straight heat and there's no flavor to it. Um, I, I can see why they say that because it just tastes like if you uh, took a um, a certain type of pepper and grounded it up and then put it into like a, a charred paste is kind of what I would describe it. But 
honestly, like if you like Chipotle, which is you know grilled or or charred um, smoked smoked jalapeno, smoked jalapeno, then then I think that's kind of closer what it tastes like. But mm, okay. Um, the thing about it is that like I wouldn't put it on a hot wing. The way that I would use the bomb is if I made a chili and did a couple drops into the chili. Is how I'd use. Gotcha, it. gotcha. It's not a wing sauce by any stretch of the imagination. The other two are. Oh, by the way, can't eat fucking hot sauce right now unless it goes past my lips entirely because right here is insanely chapped and I have no fucking lip balm. So, <clears throat> fuck me. Been in a lot of rest stops recently, have you? <laughs> Ma'am, don't you put that on me. <laughs> <laughs> put that on me. <laughs> so, oh god. No, it's honestly there's it's honestly there's, because- there, there's a hot sauce from Australia by a brand a company called Brunsters and their their signature hot sauce is called shit the bed. Oh, I want to try that one day. I've heard of that one. I do try it. <laughs> I want to try it so much. It's it's funny, uh, my family, like Jeff, like my family can't stand. Uh, like Josh and Jeff do handle hot sauce nowadays because they've grown a, a tolerance by, by by trying it. But when we were kids, um, I loved hot sauce from the get go. Uh, there was a Mexican restaurant we would go to where the salsa was really hot. Is when I was well, at least when I was a kid, but it was so fucking good. And I would just sit there and eat a ton of hot sauce and I'm sweating, nose is running. And I'm just like, this is fucking delicious. Mom was like, you have to stop. You are red as a tomato. And I'm like, I can't, it's delicious. Um, but the other one that, that always makes me laugh is she, uh, she would use Tabasco on our tongues. If we said a naughty word, um, and she did, she determined what naughty words were like, she didn't want to saying fart when we were kids, but uh, whatever. Uh, but she uh, she put Tabasco on my tongue one time, and I was like, "Can I have some more? That's delicious." Right. Like, not work. So she used something else. She didn't use soap, but she used something else that I didn't like. I don't remember what it was, but it's like when uh, my spawn was a wee babe, and she was teething. I used to get uh, jalapeno um, beef jerky, mm. and because. When I was pregnant with her, I ate all kinds of spicy foods. I love spicy foods. And again, I still do. And, you know, I love jalapeno jerky, um, any kind of spicy jerky. And she took it and got a taste of it one day and decided she liked it. And she was sitting there teething, you know, she's teething to begin with. So she's chewing on this jerky and she's crying at the same time. But she won't let me take it away from her. <laughs> She's like, I love it. <laughs> and she still loves spicy foods. Like she, when she made me jambalaya for Mother's Day, she put jalapenos in it. She's like, you mind if I put jalapenos in? I was like, no, go right ahead. I'm going to love this. And I did. It was so good. I love having a 16-year-old now. She can cook. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's crazy. Like. It's insane to me how many white people I know that never tried spice or kind of developed a taste for it. Uh, I still remember a um, long time ago, uh, 
Andy was hosting a Super Bowl party at his house, and he was like, I'm going to make jalapeno poppers. I was like, sweet, fucking love jalapeno poppers. And he was doing them in a specific way where it was um, uh, cut, them, cut them in half, basically make a boat, mm-hmm. and then put uh, a, like a cream cheese cheddar mixture, and then wrap it in bacon, and then put it on the smoker. Yep. Fucking. Mm-hmm. Um, I fucking love I thought they were delicious. And Andy can't really handle a whole lot of spice. So he tries one, and he is so wetting. He is in immense pain, and everyone else tries one, and they're just like, are you okay, dude? These aren't that hot. And he's just like, I, I do a fucking, oh, my God. It's like when I cook spicy stuff, I, it bothers Jeff. His eyes start watering, and I'll have a fan on high and stuff in the kitchen. He'll be sitting in the living room, and he's like, what are you making? My eyes are watering. I get it. I do love my food spicy. <laughs> it's like I have a, when we grow a garden and I do homemade salsa, I have to wear gloves and goggles when I make the salsa because if I get it on my hands for the next 24 hours, I can't touch my face at all. It's just so bad because I love my spice. I love my spice. Yeah, I made the mistake one time of touching a part of my body I shouldn't have after cutting open jalapenos. <laughs> Never again. Yeah, you learn real quick. <laughs> it, in this house, we call it the kitchen curse, where oh, pardon me, where we are um, we're in the kitchen making food, and all of a sudden we have to pee real bad. Um, other people experience this, I assume, or it's just my family. I don't fucking know. It's like the poof, poop knife story. Uh, did you ever share that story? That's okay. <laughs> well, it's not my story. It's not my story. It's just it's just a guy grew up in a house where they would uh, use a thing called the poop knife where they would cut up their poop if it didn't go down the drain. And he didn't know that this was a like a his hit like his family sort of thing. So he goes to a friend's house one night to stay the night and he goes like, "Hey man, I <laughs> kind of, you know, I just won't go down. Where's your poop knife?" And they're just like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And he's like, "Poop, poop knife?" <laughs> so, um well, I'm worried about yeah. what these people are eating. If they need knives to cut up their my poop. friend, my friend Pinkerton uh, has a poop knife story. So, oh, nice. I, I have one similar to that. My my mom used to call uh, shivers up your spine. We were just like, oh, like that, like just randomly, just called it a pee shiver whenever the fuck they happen, not just when you're peeing. And I remember being online with a bunch of friends, and I said, oh, I just had a pee shiver, and they're like, I'm sorry. <laughs> So I yeah, <laughs> I think we all have something similar to that. <laughs> Josh has one where he when he was a he was a lot younger. Um, my dad used to say uh, chork pops for pork chops, and uh, he thought that was a common thing. <laughs> he learned real quick that's not. But uh, anyway, so the, the 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 other thing that I was talking about before the poop knife story, what the fuck was it? Um, peeing while you're cooking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the kitchen curse is what we call it. Um, but I was making a, um, I was working at a ranch uh, far away from my house, but they uh, they grow corn every year. That's, uh, it's like super organic and super sweet. And they, they have a whole festival because of this corn. And uh, so he, uh, one year I was like, I want to make a corn salsa. So I bought some of the corn. I bought some ingredients from their, their, uh, open market um and i'm home and i'm cutting up the jalapenos and i'm making them real nice and i was like man fucking kitchen curse so i just put everything down i run upstairs go pee 
I wash my hands, come back down, and I start cooking again. I'm like, oh, no. Mm. I don't like this. Why is this happening? And my dad's like, did you not wash your hands before you went pee? And I went, no. And he goes, well, enjoy that for the next day. <laughs> Probably wouldn't have mattered anyways. Uh, capsaicin tends to stick for a while, even after you wash right. your hands. Very true. So, that's yeah. Use, that's why you use milk. Well, it, I, trust me, I've gone, I've tried everything. And the only thing that works well is um, baking soda with the soap. I'm not sure why, but because where I use Tiger Balm, which has capsaicin in it, um, when you put it on, you don't want to touch anything else after a while. So Caps, uh, Tiger Balm has capsaicin in it? Yeah. I didn't know that. There are a lot of things that are for arthritis that have capsaicin in it. Did not know that. Yeah. So it, it's one of those things where you don't want to touch anything, you know, for a while after that, but you know, I mean, you've got to do things after you put it on. So I experimented and finally figured out that baking soda was the best way to remove those capsaicin oils from my hands. Yeah. Cause it's, 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 I try to explain this to people. It's waxy. That's why it sticks. Mm -hmm. And I did not fucking know that baking soda worked on that. Yeah, well, it's just something I discovered, you know, it's like, so when I have Jeff do my shoulders or something, I'll have him wash his hands with baking soda afterwards, because it does work. Not sure why, but it seems to remove most of the stuff that causes the burning sensation from capsaicin. So. That's excellent information. I had no clue. But uh, the, also, on the, at this point, like, I wear a glove when I'm cutting up jalapenos or yeah. something. So. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, now we should get off here and go make food because now y'all got me hungry. Uh, yeah. So I need, <laughs> I need food and spice in my mouth right now. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. So that's going to do it for us. They call it at the rest stops. I swear to God. <laughs> swear to God. <laughs> Love it. Love it. That's going to do it for us today. And Maya, don't you fucking interrupt me. <laughs> Uh, next week, okay, I won't. I fall. <laughs> we don't have anything planned next week, but if we, we do, love death and the robots. Oh, that is next week. Love death and robots, everybody. If you haven't watched the first one, definitely check it out. You don't have to watch the first season to watch the second season because it's an anthology, anthology. show. Yeah. Um, but it is it is premier content. I I I loved things like Animatrix and. Um, uh, what was that other fucking anthology animated thing? Oh, like I grew up on like heavy metal, like that movie, which is a bunch of anthology animations, and I oh, it's just I love it, and it kind of reminds me of that style. They're not connected, but you, know, you, you get it. Um, but yeah, so Love, Death, and Robots season two, eight episodes is gonna be great. At least I hope it will be. Uh, yeah, that's it for next week. Um, that's on Netflix, by the way, for anyone curious. Um, I don't have my notes up, but you know, I remember that I usually talk about the store, the merch store that we have. Um, Redbubble? No. Teespring. Teespring. I should have my notes up more often, y'all. <laughs> yeah, so so we, we still have the merch store up on Teespring, and, and um, 
I think in the future we're going to be adding stuff to it, uh, but we don't have anything yet at the moment. So we'll get there and we do buy some buy some merch for our stuff with our faces and stuff on it. It's good times and stuff. I'm having a stroke, I think, so I need to get food inside me, like now. Uh, go ahead and uh, hit up our YouTube. Give a like, comment, subscribe. Helps out the algorithm. Helps us out on the long terms. Um, you can see uh, Betty and I pretty frequently, almost every week. Maya, yeah, once a month, I think, at this point. Um, I'll be on camera again next week. Uh-huh. Sure you will. Uh, hey, every time I say that, I'll follow through. Betty, back me up here. Is that accurate? <laughs> yes. I said two weeks ago I'll be on camera next week. Last week I was on camera. I didn't yeah, say it last what, week. There were quite a few weeks before that you've said, no, I'm definitely going to do it. And then we get on there and it's a black screen with Maya's pretty face in the picture. But no Maya. So, yeah, I love you, girl, but no. <laughs> but we'll see how well you do next week. We still That's love you. Week-to-week <laughs> -week basis. I wouldn't want it any other way, Maya. That's that's ultimately what it comes down to. But I like to what you shit anyway. What you're saying is... Bless what you. you're saying. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it hurt my feeling. <coughs> oh, I could have sworn I've always followed through. Not <laughs> always, but that's okay. You're human. Uh, anyway, <laughs> well, on that note, um, uh, Maya, where can folks find you online where you're maybe on camera or not? I don't know. You can find me on Facebook under my name. Uh, it's a public profile. So if you wish to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, you can do so. Uh, they're linked there on Facebook. As for shows you can catch me on aside from this one. Every other Wednesday on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel on a show called Figabangin, where it's a live action figure review show. And then every Friday night, live around 9 p.m. Eastern Time or Saturdays at 9 if we're pre recorded, depending on who has to host, either me or Rob, uh, because the internet in my town right now is overloaded and they need to get that resolved. Hurry up, Comcast. It was supposed to be <laughs> two weeks ago. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, that's a Nerd Life Syndicate, and we talk about various things in all nerddom via comics, movies, TV shows, all kinds of different things in pop culture. That's a lot of fun. But those are all the places you can find me. What about you, Betty? Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Betty Badger Ogletree, and you can find me on Twitter at Bright Betty. And other than that, I ain't doing nothing else right now. What about you, Greg? <laughs> uh, you can follow me on all socials under Chub Rock Geek. Uh, I've been doing um, stuff with Anthony off and on when it comes to the uh, Mission Start stuff. Where we're just trying to add stuff to the YouTube channel. And we recently uploaded a, um, a the second episode of our quarterly podcast that we're going to be doing. Um it's mostly me talking about Fall Guys because I thought he was going to upload that like after we talked about it. He decided to wait a whole fucking month, so it's super behind. But now that I know that that's how he's going to upload them, my conversation with him would be a little bit better. Uh, but yeah, if that's something you want to check out, go check that out. That's on uh, Mission Start Tubes on YouTube. Um, 
and I think also like we have the the audio versions of everything on our on every single uh, podcast station. Just search up uh, Mission Star Podcast. Uh, other than that, you know, I'm still waiting on Maya to help me out with the uh, review of a thing. Oh God, I forgot totally about that. Thank you for reminding me. I'll get on that today. Okay. I, I was I was waiting for that one to go up, and then I was gonna see how well it did, and then and then you might have to more. You, you might have to send me the link again. That's fine. I can do that. It's not a problem. We talked a lot over the. I, I should have reminded you, so it's part of partly on me. But I should have hopped on it. I should have hopped on it when you sent it to me. It's my mistake. It's all right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to think of anything else. I think that's it. Yeah, everyone. Again, check out Love, Death, and Robots. It's it's a wonderful, wonderful show. Um, at least season one was. I'm hoping season two will be. That comes out Friday. Yeah. Damn. Damn. Oh. Mass Effect. So today, for anyone watching or listening. Yeah, I I, I bought the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, and I'm real excited about playing it. And that comes out the same day. Now, is that the remaster for the PS4 and the Xbox? Yes. Okay. It has it has the uh, one, two, and three, and all the DLCs for each game. I've got to get that now. Yeah, it's it's and it, it if you've played the first Mass Effect, there's a lot of jankiness in it. Um, one of the big things is the Mako, the, the 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 car that's driven was super fucking floaty, inaccurate with its aiming. They've completely fixed that. Apparently, you can change it back to the original controls if you really want to. I don't know who is a fucking masochist, but there you go. Um, but the other big thing that I think is super fucking important is that. Something that made the game really, really long was elevators. Elevators would take two minutes while playing. And it's because it's trying to load the next area. You literally, it's, it's cut down to like 15 seconds at best. And um, areas in which you would have to like, because they, they had to build it so that way they could load in characters as you're coming around a corner. Because of the way that, you know, systems work now, they've completely cut walls off so that way you can just go there without having to fucking do too much so the first 10 hours of mass effect one will probably be now like five at best because it's just a little bit more streamlined and you're not waiting so much which is i can't fucking tell you how excited i am for that and then two two and three are mostly unchanged it's just the graphics graphic and uh, quality has been risen um but the other thing that's important to me is that like I made a lot of terrible mistakes playing the first three games. Uh, I've I've talked about them. If you if you if you've talked to me and know all three games, I've told you the story. Something happened in three that completely devastated me. Something happened in two that completely <laughs> devastated me. Just quit your goddamn giggling. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm excited to not make that fucking mistake again. Yeah. You hope. Shut your mouth. Nope. I'm going to take my time. I'm going to take my fucking time. I'm going to scan every planet. Every planet. All right. All right. Everybody, enjoy the week. Enjoy your life. Have a good time. Uh, I can't think of what else to say. Like I said, love, love, love Death and Robots this Friday or when this episode airs. Um, and we'll see you next time. Peace, love, and polypops, everybody. Go meditate. Take care, everybody.